There's no Barry this week, so tonight's chairman will be Adam. I'm Paul, and this is the Progress with Unity podcast. Come on, you lads, it's I'm not Barry and I'm not Simon um, and I'm the old Adam and this is the Progress with Unity podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about the uh, Blackburn game and then pretty much we're just going to wing it and see how it goes. Try something a little bit, a little bit different tonight, more, more organic. So uh, we've got Gareth, we've got young Adam and uh, we've got Paul. Thanks for the uh, for the welcome, Paul. Very short and sweet. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, and of course, the uh, the big talking point of the week, of course, was the uh, the biggest game of the weekend. There weren't many games on because of the weather, but the, the big one was obviously uh, at Blackburn. And we're going to go straight over to Gareth for some stats from that game. Yes, Adam, the stats from that game at Blackburn at the weekend. Possession. Blackburn managed 50% possession. So did the Latics. Sure. Shots. Blackburn managed 8 shots, the Latics 10. Shots on target, Blackburn had 5. Wigan three. Both teams had three corners. Fouls. Blackburn committed 19 fouls. The Latics 17. Yellow cards again showed three each. No reds and the score two each. <laughs> so a cracking, cracking game I thought. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I know you went to the game Adam. I saw you, saw, you, saw you getting in. Yeah. yeah. Um, Drunk at 12 o'clock. That's how you do Sundays, really. That's the perfect <laughs> Sunday. Then again, not, not quite as drunk as. Uh, not quite as drunk as Simon. You know, yeah. he's still on the. Uh, that's where he is tonight. I think he's still recovering, isn't he? So, yeah, I um, think my head's still recovering from the headlock <laughs> he got me in. But um, <laughs> so, what, 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 what do you think? We've got. Um, we've obviously got a, a good review uh, from uh, from Will. Yeah. Well, go, with, go with Will's. Yeah. Let, let, let him lead. Yeah, he's uh, taking away Will. Well, what a day, what a day out. I'm just sat here in front of the cathedral in Blackburn waiting on my train. Uh, first off, before any commentary on the game, I just want to say how much I love Wigan Athletic supporters, the fans, how much I love the club, how great the experiences have been that I've had traveling over here. It's the reason I keep coming back. It's the reason I'm you know, happy to spend you know, the money it takes to come to come see this team play. It's, you know, I love, I love Wigan. I love the people of Wigan. They couldn't, couldn't be happier with the experiences I've had with the, the way I've been treated. It's, it's just really amazing. Um, fun day for me to go to Ewood Park. Disappointing at halftime, of course, after the first 20 minutes particularly, but I think it really speaks to the, um, resolve of the team to, you know, be able to come down from 2-0 2-0 like that at a very tough place, obviously, against a very very good side. Um, Wigan started the game flat. I thought that was the uh, definitely the reason for the first goal. Uh, I have to say it was a very good run made by Armstrong. It was a great finish. He took it early. I think Walton is probably a little disappointed with himself. He didn't quite recover to his goal line in time. I don't think he was expecting uh, Armstrong to... You know, take it so early. It was a smart finish into the corner. It's always tough to save those, but I think on a different day, maybe Walton gets back to his goal line a little earlier and saves that shot. Um, from there, I thought Wigan 
you know, the next 10 minutes or so, controlled the play on the front foot for the most part. Blackburn seemed happy to soak up a little pressure, play on the counter as much as they could. The second goal, you know, looked the foul on Byrne at the time. I've seen the highlights. It was definitely a foul. It was disappointing to see that wasn't given by the ref, who I thought was very bad, um, not just for Black for Wigan, but for Blackburn as well. I think it's really hard for the players to get a feel for what, you know, how much contact they could get away with, what was going to be a foul, what wasn't going to be a foul. It just kind of seemed very random, which is too bad. Um, I mean, it was a good run by Dak, a good little layoff, nice finish. Um, not, I mean, not too much you can say. A little bit of miscommunication maybe between Dunkley and, and uh, I can't remember who the other defender was on that side. It might have been Power, but. You know, there's only so much you can do. It was a good, it was a good, well-worked goal from Blackburn. From there, I thought the end of the first half was, you know, it was 50-50. Um, not a whole lot happened. A couple yellow cards came, got a little bit chippy, a little bit cagey. Um, start of the second half, Wigan came out with a lot better energy. First 15 minutes, we really felt like we were going to get a goal back. We ended up doing that kind of a scrappy goal. Um, I think you have to say that the the subs really impacted the game. I mean, that was the key really to the, you know, being able to get back into it at 2-2 was the introduction of James Vaughn in particular. I also thought Jamie Walker played well. But I have to say, James Vaughn was excellent. Very, very good for me. Um, boy, just behind Max Power from Man of the Match, Max Power, I thought, really lifted the team after halftime, gave us a foothold in midfield, got on the ball, got us moving forward. Um, Great performance from him, especially in the second half. But yeah, James Vaughn, this is energy, the way he works, his hold up. He won balls in the air, he battled it for everything. He was just, he was excellent. He was very, very good. I think that's a player that we really need to, or Wigan really needs to get more minutes. Um, even if it's in place of a player like Gavin Massey, I know he doesn't play out wide, but I think Cook has to find a way to get him into the side. And even if it's you know, with, alongside Will Grigg. Um, Gavin Massey, unfortunately, I thought was poor again today. I don't think I think he struggled the last couple months to, to affect the game at all. Um, I understand why he's in the side. He has pace, something we need, lack. But I just think you know he's struggling at the moment, and maybe he needs to uh, spend a few weeks on the bench. Uh, not to be overly negative, obviously, but uh, from there, yeah, I think the goal ended up coming you know, on a knockdown from Vaughn. I found Jacobs. I think it came off Griggs' knee in the end. This is probably be be credited to him. Um, scrappy goal, but certainly deserved. And you know, like I said, you can kind of see it coming. After that, unfortunately, uh, uh, it was a fantastic review from Will. But uh, to be fair, he's teed us up quite nicely for the uh, kind of the uh, the end of the game. It was two one to Blackbird at the time that uh, Will ended that uh, fantastic rev review. Uh, so um, let's just look at our, you know general thoughts. What, you what can you tell of? as soon as we got that goal back. It, I know it was a little bit scrappy, but the momentum was in our favour. We started the half so much better than the first half. Well, to be fair, we started the first half quite well. I felt we were quite dominant, and then the the goal just pushed us back. We didn't actually create really anything in the first half. There was a, a, a massive shot that went wide, but apart from that, I thought it was a very poor first half. But we came out the blocks second half and. As soon you just knew as soon as we we're gonna get that goal, the second one would would come soon after. Well, let me just tell you. Obviously, you didn't see me on Sunday because I didn't go to the game. But I'll just let you know that we were 
I was listening to it on the radio. We were two nil down, and I went into church because that's where I was. I was at a christening, and I'm not religious myself, but those that say that the Lord works in mysterious ways, as we walked out of the church, I, I, I mean, a bit a bit naughty because I was listening to the radio while we were in there, <laughs> but. As we were walking out, the vicar priest, whatever his proper name is, he was waiting to greet people on the way out. So I took my earpiece out of my radio and, and, and was civil. And uh, as, I came, <laughs> as I came out, Michael Jacobs scored. So, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not linking the two, other well, than coincidence. Go. But, yeah, that's where so I was. we always thanks to the... Uh, <laughs> we we the may have had there. some help. <laughs> Well, we've got fans all over the uh, the world, and now God is a wizard. <laughs> God is a tick. Up the holy ticks. Gareth, what were your thoughts on the game? I mean, uh, Wills just referred to the uh, the refereeing decision in the first half. Or to be brutally honest, you weren't here when we had this conversation. I didn't get to the game, so all I've got, sadly, is the benefit of chatting with Adam and, w- and watching the highlights. And, reading the paper of course well the, the, the inconsistency that that will point you to is absolutely bang on I, I mean that came across on a commentary that I was sneakily listening to um, you know as I said he let anything go in the first 20 minutes and then just suddenly decided who was going to start refereeing partly through the first half and then just clamped on anything yeah you know it's bad when both fans are yeah are really really unhappy at the ref it was just it was a joke really he had no idea what he was doing he was just giving decisions based off I don't know in the moment things he wasn't really letting the he, he let the game flow then he, he those periods where he didn't let the game flow on the same decisions um, you know I've not seen the Blackburn second goal I know it was quite controversial I have, yeah. I've seen it I've seen it a few times but you know I've got to say well, from what I've seen it's a free kick well, we're pretty much bloody just throws him to the ground. Yeah. I, I, my eldest daughter this week has dis- has discovered the A team, right, <laughs> um, on one of the right, on one of the crappy channels, and Mr T launches blokes through windows with less force than, than Nathan Byrne was all down. Can I beg to differ? I know, I know I'm very often the controversial one here, but. I have sat here on many occasions and rode about our lads making challenges. I, I remember the Bournemouth game when I when I when I talking about Morsi and Power cracking challenges, ball and man. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't celebrate it when your players do it and and, and decry it when other people's. It wasn't that kind of challenge. It wasn't a challenge, Gareth. Yeah, but, the, but they wrestle for the ball. In my opinion, the first time I saw it, yeah. I went foul. But I've watched it a number of times since, and I'm sorry, it's a physical effort from both players. One goes to the yeah. floor, and one goes away. Yeah, but one floor. can't pick the other one up and launch him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I disagree. Early on, in the, early on in in the exchange, and I, I, I might have watched it twice, I think. And, but early on in the exchange, I would I, I, they're both going in, but it's such a mismatch because I mean, I mean, we know Nathan Burns not the biggest lad. He just he, he, he pretty much gets just gets picked up and launched like Mr T used to do every Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to get a common, common consensus on that but point. But uh, it evened up um, with our the free kick that we scored. Although I said that wasn't on the highlights, was it? They, you, they had you the see, to keep that off. Well, but there is a shirt tug in there, 
and I think that's what the referee's seen. It wasn't uh, like a really bad shirt because he'd still got away from his man, and most refs, in my opinion, wouldn't have given it. But there was definitely a shirt, to, but you know, it felt a bit like an evening up sort of thing, and I'm glad I'm glad that happened because. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of we've got to a certain point now. We've got to the same point as where Will got. So obviously, we're not going to stop at this mm. point because we'll mm. now we'll now talk about the uh, the goal. I mean, it's certainly in my view, Max Power, who maybe we'll talk a bit more about it in a moment because I thought it was fantastic in the game. But the uh, free kick was superb. It was the perfect. It, it, it reminded it me been any of better, really. uh, young De Bruyne when he was at uh, the DW a, a couple of weeks ago. Every single one of his free kicks is like that. And I remember Dan Burns saying, what a nightmare to defend those. I, mean, first yeah, I, I, I disagree with you, but I do agree with you because it... <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a right in between everything free kick, wasn't it? He wasn't banging it into the top corner. He wasn't putting it in for somebody to write on somebody's head. It was kind of in the middle and left everybody indecisive and just crept through. But in that sense, it was too right. long because, it's, because it's, it was so It's one of those where it's as soon as it beats that first man and goes into that sort of corridor, it's very hard for the defence or the keeper to deal with it, and it bounced. Yeah, it bounced, making it completely. Yeah, just, yeah it's because um, everybody kind of doesn't know what to yeah. do. It, it's right the in the middle. defenders and attackers, like you said, going across that corridor of uncertainty. And, yeah, and, and without them, it's an easy take yeah. for the keeper. Yeah. Yeah. But he knows know, that any one of them can get a flick and slide touch. Yeah. The role of Dan Byrne in that as well, yeah. because I think you wonder whether the keeper's kind of anticipated the touch possibly it is all of that isn't it it's, it's how as a keeper you just get totally just stranded because you you, you mentally just don't know what yeah, to do you, know, you, you can't commit to anything because all options are open just, just on the I mean obviously you know, fun, as I said we got we got the goal it was great great timing as well people's view do you think we, we were going to go on and win it I felt that feeling that we might go on and win it in, in my opinion we were the only team that could that looked like winning it in that second half um, right up to the end we may have wanted to create a little bit more I feel like we didn't really push as far as we could after we got that equaliser but the, the, just the manner if you're going to draw a game in a in the biggest game of the season you're going to want to do it from 2-0 down yeah you want to win but that the, the, the whole nature of the comeback leaves us in a better state going into the running and it gives us a lot more confidence we've come back against a team that's you know that we're in rich form and they believe that they're the best team in the league but in my opinion we showed that you know yeah, yeah we're, the, we're the team to beat this division. pre-kick-off you'd have took a draw you yeah. said yeah fair enough if, we, if you offer me a draw I'll have it um, but like you say, the psychology of Blackburn thinking, great, we're, you know, we're, we're really steaming they, they believe they're in the league up. at that yeah. time, haven't they? Yeah. Let me ask you, it's, a, it's completely hypothetical, but I've got my view on this, is that if Latic scored 2-0 up, do Blackburn get back in the game? I, I, I don't think so. I don't, yeah. No, no. Not, not this season they don't. No, I agree. What do you think, Gareth? Do you think, do you think when we get that lead, we're very difficult to peg back? Again, a bit. I mean, just Kooky, the whole setup from Kooky has been fabulous this season. But we have had a couple of, we had, you know, a couple of apparitions, haven't we? You know, and fit, without them, without them, you know, yeah. but I, I, control. I mean, the thing is, it's a, it's a, a long season, isn't it? And I think you, a take away 
Arsenal and their invincibles. You're gonna you're gonna have odd games. I mean, even them bloody lot down the road who, who three weeks ago were the greatest English side in living history. You know, they've had a few dodgy games. They come here and now suddenly nobody's even nobody's even talking about it now because they came to Latics and got beat. You know, it's, it's, it's gone. And, and it shows you how difficult it is to be so consistent across such a long season. If you watch Cook's interview uh, on Latics Official, he says exactly that. That, you know, you're not going to win every game. Football's not like that. You yeah. know? Uh, both teams are trying to win games and things go for you, things go against you. And that's... That's why we're all fans, isn't it? Yeah, and, and it's what it's what makes the games when you do win better than the one, you know. It's what makes them worth more. You know, when the magic happens, it, 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 it moves you, doesn't it? More so, that, you know, if, if you've got a team that, that you're, you're going at. Again, going back to City fans that I know, they're fed up when they only win 2-0. You know, it's, it's like, that's not <laughs> what football's about. You know, it, well, you only need, I mean, use City as an example, you only need to look at their fairly recent history, and they've been down in League One. Yeah. Prior to that, they went through a number of years where they won nothing, didn't they? Yeah, they were neither in or there, weren't they? Yeah, so, until they, won, they only won the cup recently, didn't they? There, so there, was a, there was a couple of instances where they had a decent youth set up, but, I, I mean, much like us, where you, you, you kind of, you're not winning anything or doing anything, but you feel positive about the direction of the club and that, and the, you know, in the next 12, 18 months, you might suddenly really kick on, but then it just kind of fades away and goes nowhere. But So where does that, uh, I think that leads on nicely, doesn't it, to kind of where we are um, in the table at the moment, you know, so give us a little bit of news, you know, running how many games we've got left. And... Well, Blackburn are currently sat on top of the league, having played 36 games and amassed 73 points. But, you know, we're just six points behind them. Um, and we've got 14 games left they've only got 10 because obviously we've got the 4 games in hand Shrewsbury sandwiched in between on 68 points I mean they've uh, Shrewsbury won last night didn't they they've, so they're going to have a Wembley appearance I don't know when exactly when it's a nice consolation prize for missing out on promotion isn't it <laughs> <laughs> double Wembley do you not think though I mean in the last few weeks I'm sure we've been guilty of it as well but it, because of the lead up to this game it's been very much Wigan Blackburn and, and it's got a bit quiet on Shrewsbury. I mean, what do people still think? You still see him as a threat, or do you think they will have that inevitable fade? Maybe oh, well, they've come to March and they've not had this inevitable fade. So you've got to take them seriously, haven't you? You can't keep writing them off, saying, "Oh, they're eventually going to." They, they, there's about they've got. I think they've got eleven games left. Is it? So, Gareth will tell us how many left for Shrewsbury. Gareth. Well, they play thirty-four, so they've got. Oh yeah, 12, 12 games. Left, yeah. So yeah. So you, you yeah. you've gone through you've gone through three quarters of the season yeah. being bloody brilliant, haven't you? Yeah. So I you've got you to know, take them seriously, all, and you'd be feel feel not to at this point. All three of the teams chasing at the top have, you know, the cap for Rotherham. Yeah, put Rotherham in there because I mean Rotherham Rotherham's got to play us yet at BW. Well, with two games in hand on Rotherham. And, and, and you know, we're five points clear of them. Yeah. Then you've got your goal difference. So, uh, uh, Rotherham. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, maybe not to us. Yeah, maybe not to a threat others. to us. Maybe a second because because we're going to be we're going to be the ones fighting for top, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, you've got the likes of Shrewsbury. Will definitely be worried about the likes of Rotherham because I mean, they've get, they've been one of the best teams in the country this 
since the new year, haven't they? Them and Plymouth, Plymouth, Plymouth as well. I, don't, I think Plymouth have left it, you know, a little bit too late for going top two, but they're definitely a, a playoff contender now. So, which is crazy when you think about it, because they were twenty fourth in November, weren't they? So, well, I, I, if you think about it, what a result that was for us at Plymouth. I think that's the only defeat think, they've had yeah. since November. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at you look at what's left, and you know, with with two games. We can afford to lose twice, and then Blackburn have still got to win everything to, to keep keep pace with us. If you know, if we win the rest, I, I, it's getting down to business end, isn't it? And every week you're just going to tick a game off and say, right, so long as the teams chasing us don't gain ground, then we'll slowly rise back up to our, our number one spot and, and take the title. Yeah. It will be a tick off from now, you would think yeah. as well, wouldn't you? You'd be less likely to get games called off now, aren't we? We're getting into March. You know, yeah. I know, I know, we're sat here in, in 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 England, so you're never absolutely sure. But you well, know that the the weather's not going to take its toll, and we do yeah, start taking I mean, some it, games off. It, it was a, a a pretty freak occurrence having gone through mo- all the winter with only Rochdale canned because of the pitch, and and, and that was because the state of their pitch. To suddenly see like. Half the program can. It's more than the, than the cup as well, isn't it? It's like yeah, I think we've only had two games uh, postponed. Um, well, I was thinking Rochdale. I don't know. Rochdale, yeah. There's another one that we've Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers. Yeah, but yeah. well, that was part of that um, that snore, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's going to be a it's a lot of games to fit in between now and then but we have we have the team for it we have every oh. week we have the best bench in the league and, and all the people on our bench would fit into I think most other teams in this league so we, we've got to utilise this squad well, that, without sort of you know creating problems for ourselves where we're well, Will, Will, Will alluded to it didn't he in, yeah. the, in his uh, about just thoughts on whether you think Vaughan is going to get more game time over the next the next few the next few weeks because we, we haven't look- spoke of him have we but he was influential in, yeah. in his comeback and he was basically his assist wasn't it for the first and he just created a havoc in the in the box every time he, he got he, forward. he's a strength and a he, presence he works he? hard doesn't he yeah. he's, he puts himself about and that's what you want really he might not get he's only got one so far but you know it's the impact he's had on the team and it's good to see and it means yeah. we've got a really good you know, different options to Greg, and as you can see, you can play up top with Greg, mm. and that could be another way of, of playing if we need a goal. It yeah. was an interesting end to the game, wasn't it? Because we hadn't really gone that way before because we didn't really have the, the natural width as such, did we, towards the end? Because Bernard Bernard gone off, hadn't he? Uh, Nathan Bernard yeah. gone off. He, Power had come and did a good job though, but he's not going to bomb on and and get past uh, get past the fullback. And Massey off. And Massey had gone off more or less at the same time. Um, Walker was interesting, wasn't he, when he came on? Because he was a bit, in my view, he, he, he kind of floated around a bit, really. He didn't really have a set position. He just trying to kind of get involved. I was just wondering whether he just decided, you know, it wasn't working trying to get the ball out wide and we'd go a bit more direct, possibly, and whether that might be something we need to do with uh, bobbly pitches in the, in the next Well, he's, he, he, again... I, I, obviously I was working commitments at work to yeah. stop me seeing the game so I've watched a lot of after match interviews and stuff like that but what Kirk himself says about the state of the pitch he said, he, he said we set out with a passing game he said and 
we wanted to play our passing game. He said, and we couldn't play our passing game. He said, so we had to go more direct, and that's what they did, and it produced dividends in the second half. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's not quite the right phrase when you've drawn a game, but we got over the line, didn't we? We got something from it. That we'd all would have been happy with at the start. So yeah. it is a win, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's a win for us, because we'll all be happy yeah, with that. Yeah, I, I mean, to have come back and got a win, you, you, you were pretty much have psychologically put an ale in Blackburn, wouldn't you? But... I, th- I think we've, we've injured him. You know, we've not quite got him in the coffin yet, but we definitely injured him because they were they, they thought they were on the nose, didn't they? Yeah. So just just talk about it, what we, I, I didn't actually hear the interview this week with Paul Cook, but it sounded like that he's he's well prepared to go more direct to get the results when he needs to do. And I've, I've picked up quite a bit this week in general around the country about discussions about whether it's it's win at all costs, or whether it's entertain and play football, and it's, I think we've probably had this, touched on this debate before, but I, th- I think it's an interesting one, because you look at teams like West Brom, you know, the sat Pulis, looked like they were pretty much, I think they would have stayed up, you know, they, they sack him and they're looking like they're doomed now, and th- there's other examples of that as well, I was wondering what people think, is it, is it win at all costs, or do you want the team who plays the... Both. The the only way to be properly successful is both. If you if you're just going to win one nil and it's crap every week, people will at first they'll like it and then they'll get fed up of it. If you're going to play attractive football, you know under Martinez we we were playing attractive passing football, but we kept losing games and and it was enough for some people, but for others they, they, they were like, well let's win some games. But if you keep winning up yeah. and just get sneaking think, over the line, I think people City have come the closest I've, I think I've ever seen along with Barcelona of the perfect way of playing football. I know we beat them, but it, it, that's the optimum of winning football games because, like ninety nine percent of the time, whatever a team does, they cannot compete with the way City play football because it's it's not just on the ball; it's off the ball. And that's if, if you if you grinding at wins at one 0 wins, you know it's sort of. There's always the inevitability that that's not going to work every time. But City have had that consistency that I've never seen. I've not seen in ages where they just they they win games. They've done it since they got they've they've, they've took Arsenal apart three nil twice. Um, they beat Chelsea and they have battered Chelsea to a point where Chelsea couldn't be bothered but walk about the pitch. That's that's you've got to you've got to go for both, and that's it's, that's it's what becoming it's towards. becoming a psychological thing with them because. It, for me, the the class of those that yeah the guys can all pass the ball and they can all control the ball and whatnot, but the class for me in there is the work rate off the ball. Yeah, I, I mean we can pass the ball about, but aside from Nick Powell, really, we didn't really get a chance to because they were getting closed down. You know, they were pressing high but yeah. that's what. Uh, that's no, what well, I mean City against us. Oh, City well, were yeah. working hard against yeah. us. You know, well, we couldn't really play our passing game against Blackburn. What I noticed is, as, as soon as the first whistle went, they were pressing high at the pitch. We we looked like we didn't really know how to deal with it. And I think Oxford tried it, and we sort of we tore them apart because they didn't quite have it to a tee, did they? And they, they left all sorts of gaps. But Blackburn did it really well, I thought, in the first half. But when, as soon as we went more direct, I feel like that's when the game started to change. 
Yeah. What about you, Gareth? Are you, are you a purist, or are you just uh, do you think uh, more pragmatic? You just get the job done. Get the job done, really. Get the job done, and I think I think what we've got with Cookie is a, a bloke who trusts his players, and they're all positive and they're all pulling in the right direction. And, 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 and again, I'm going back to his interviews. He said exactly that. You know, he said we were passing about. He said we're trying to play a passing game. He said, he said so. I stuck with it for a while, and I trusted the players, but it didn't work, so I had to change it. And he went more direct, and that worked. So he's got the ability to go either way, if you know what I'm saying. I trust Coop, and I still think we'll come top. And of course, last season we had the worst of both worlds. It was bad football, <laughs> and, we weren't, and we weren't winning. But we'll, we'll leave that. It, it, it was it was basing out. I think Joyce was saying it's all about keeping clean sheets, and I don't think we kept many, did we? So that was if that was the basis of how we were going to try and say. The only time we kept a clean sheet was when it was a nil nil. I watched <laughs> his, just as a sad thing, probably cut this out. I watched his Melbourne City again last week. Joyce in Australia, and they lost again. They are rubbish. Weren't one nil, were it? Two two one lost. Were they frightened of getting forward? Oh. Like you say, that's where that's where we had a problem. We were frightened of going forward because mm -hmm. we were desperate to cling on to the nil. Anyway, that's why. Yeah, 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 exactly. Let's, exactly. Let's, let's, let's move to the future. I think I think the, fu rubbish. the immediate future, obviously, is the uh, is the Suncorp game at the uh, at the weekend. Um, the ref watch is that. Uh, we'll have a referee for the game. Material. The referee will have booked people this season, probably sent someone off, and he will have refed us before. Sorry, Barry, for not doing my research <laughs> on, this, on this matter. That is the best ref watch I've yeah, That's how ref watch should work. Yeah. One, one will turn up and ref the game. Right, so moving on to uh, to the game itself. So obviously, we've. Uh, could have a couple of injuries, I don't know, I've not, not really read anything whether Nathan Byrne was injured or whether it was tactical. I think it was tactical, wasn't it? Uh, but I would think, uh, you know, we might set up and I would think the uh, game will go. We'll start with a uh, link to that about the form really for Scunthorpe, because that might in impact on the way we're going to play, possibly. First of all, I'd like to say the Scunthorpe game, fortunately I'm going to be able to get to it for the first time for a few weeks now, so I'm really looking forward we'll to the Scunthorpe. you next week. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Scunthorpe game on Saturday. For the last six, I like to look at the last six, and they're not doing very well at all really, Scunthorpe. Um, they won on the 3rd of February, way at Fleetwood, and they haven't won since. So in the last six they've won one, drawn three, and lost twice. Most recently, losing 2-0 at home to Oldham. So, you can't say they're doing that well, although they are still currently fifth in the league with 57 points. Yeah. Mm. They've floated about last few seasons, haven't they, in, in the sort of playoff places. They've got, you know, they can be a very good team at times, but they're very inconsistent. and They're not really a threat to us in the league now, but obviously they're they're going to give us at least a challenge on Saturday. I think they're going to be up for the game. They're going to want to win it because, they, as you see on the recent form, they're, they're dropping off and they don't want other teams to the, rob them of the They look like an attacking team, Gareth. Are they, in terms of the stats, do they score a lot and concede a lot, or are they the other way? Um, they certainly concede a lot. They've <laughs> conceded 41 and they've scored 51. So 
How does that compare to us? What are we? We've got we scored fifty today. Uh, just behind Blackburn, Burn have played a few more games. They've scored 67. We've conceded only 20. So they've conceded double the goals yeah. that we've conceded. But that run of form, you know, we really should be looking at this. It'd be interesting game. to see how they set up in it. It's whether, because there's, there's, there's two ways really. There's a team that actually wants to attack us, or they will literally just sit back and cling on and try and get us on the break. But I think Scunthorpe aren't that kind of team. I think they're always going to. Attack, attack. And as you can see by the goals conceded and the goals scored, they're kind of a very attacking, not really caring about the what's going on behind them. In the ranks will be a certain Ivan Tom. <laughs> I think he's injured though, and I he's a doubt for the game. But if he does play, I feel like it's an inevitability, isn't it? That he'll be offside. <laughs> um, he scored the other. Oh, it was Fortuna scored the other week against us, didn't they? Jesus, yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely certain, aren't you? If he plays, yeah, he's. Uh, I was I was clearing down some old podcasts off my iPod the other day, and I was I was listening to the the Ivan Tony's been sent back to Newcastle. Sorry, been recalled to Newcastle because he wasn't getting enough game time. <laughs> and the comment, well, if they bloody sent us somebody who could score, he might get game time. Yeah. So yeah, he's not going to score. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> looked, he, looked, he looked good for a game and a half, didn't he? Where he, he, he looked yeah. he looked like a bit stronger. He looked like everything that James Vaughan. Um, Proving to be yeah. so. so, what do you think? Maybe how we're going to set up for the game? Do you think there'll be uh, maybe a few a few changes? Because I think Paul Cook has said over the last few weeks he, he has to rotate now at this time of the season. He doesn't like to do it, but I think he he realises it's inevitable that we do need to make changes. We've got a big game on Wednesday, haven't we? Away at Bradford, but we've had a we've had a week break. I, I think we'll we'll try and set up as strong as possible. There'll only be I don't think when he, when he says we'll rotate, I think it'll be one or two. Yeah. Maybe every week, you know what I mean. Nothing drastic. I mean, you've got the the left back position that might ch- change a bit. You might include Walker instead of Massey on some occasions, but the core of the team's going to stay the same. So you can't see a way for Vaughan to get into the team at the moment. Well, you, you, can't, you, can't, I can't. you can't. You can't. Yeah. You can see it as an impact. I, maybe not. I could see him starting, and you, then you bring Grigg on yeah. as an impact. It's just. You can like, mix it up. There's definitely. Like you, said you can before, even see them both. Like we've got a number of different ways of we can play now. We know we know that on Sunday, so it'll be interesting. I think Grig will start, um, but obviously if things aren't going our way. Strength of the bench. You, strength got, of the squad. You look at the bench. Yeah. What interesting thing it's got. I still can't fathom this. Like someone maybe might know there's an injury or something, but we we signed a player, didn't we? A call from uh, from Fleetwood, and I think he's. He's been on the bench once, and that's it. And I mean, is he just like, is he an insurance for us? Do you think at this stage of the season? Because it's a really odd one, isn't it? Well, if you lose, if you lose one of your attacking players, and it's a it's a good signing to make for depth. But at the minute, you know, at the time, I was kind of confused to why we'd sign him because I felt we didn't kind of need him. It, it, the thing is, that could by. by I mean, it's Wednesday now. By Saturday, that could all change if there's a clash in the training, and suddenly you've, exactly, you've exactly. lost one. Look at Plymouth. Yeah. You, you can never how really keep keeper, how many keeper, yeah. keepers they had. If we lose uh, Walton and Jones, what what are we doing? We're throwing Theo Roberts in there. Who's got, hasn't he gone to He's gone finals well, or something? Yeah. So you know, anything can happen in football. It's good to have that depth. It's just about keeping, like Cook goes on about keeping everyone happy. And Cole was said at the start that he wasn't going to get straight into the team is he, is he a kind of a one for the future I know he played a lot for Fleetwood and scored a lot of goals but 
if you want, if you if we're viewing mm. this as a, a championship team next season, he's going to un- have to understand that it's going to be a one for the future because he's still really young, isn't he? So. Yeah, I mean, I think the only game really we thought we might have seen a little bit from him was the uh, Rochdale game when he was on the bench. He thought maybe the last yeah. last ten minutes, when fifteen minutes, whatever, when Vaughan was tired, that we didn't need a goal. When we needed a chaser kind of chaser, player, that yeah. might have been his option. But he went with Grigg, the man he knows very yeah, well in the form of his life. No, no, that it's getting to the as it were the end. business end of the season. No, were the pressures that he's got to stick with the players that he's stuck with. But it, it, the thing is, because we've had that rotation. The players that are not starting, you know, are in decent shape to come off the bench. You, you, you know, you, you look at some of the time last season where we're bringing, you know, where we've had these big clearouts in January, we're bringing players off the bench that haven't played for six months oh, you and, mean, and have got a bit of reputation. And you're all in uh, Mikael Mandron with uh, James Weir when we're one 0 down at home to some rubbish. Really yeah, an open for that was the uh, the peak of season. Going with Orbitan, this kind of whereas the way he's played it this season, yeah. we've got the likes of Walker, Roberts, and Vaughan coming on. Yeah, Colclough, Colclough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've got options that when you turn to them, you turn into them with genuine hope. Yeah. Yeah, because players really, you'd say when they've come in this season, you know what you, you sometimes say with someone, well, they've had the chance and they've, let, they've, they've not done it, they've let us down. You, you'd struggle to say that, really, with, with, with everybody who's come in. You go, even go to, he's only probably played four or five, but go to Bruce, Bruce has never let us they've down. He's played a yeah. part, haven't they? Like, well, Bruce came in, scored away at Rotherham, he was quality that day, but, you know, he's always there, he's got that experience, he's not just on the pitch as well, he's off the pitch. He's yeah, and if you had to call on him, you'd... you'd, you'd yeah. You'd fancy that it's not, yeah, not too bad. I mean, I mean, it's like the, I mean, even if even if you if you get to the point where you're calling on players that you don't necessarily fancy as much, and I'm not going to name names because it's not really fair, but there aren't, they're not there. You know, you, you kind of think, well, he can do a job. You're not really worried that you put a player in. You kind of think, yeah, he should be all right. Or great, we've got this guy as backup. You feel like you're not jeopardising no, you're not, anyone, you're not, really. You know, if you if you were playing fantasy football or whatever, <laughs> and you had to you had to swap him out and bring him in, you think, well, my squad, my team's still pretty strong, and I should be all right. It's not, oh bloody hell, I've got nobody to go in that position. Exactly, got a problem in midfield. Yeah. Bring Perkins up. Yeah, oh, Perkins again. Where's Sean McDonald? He, you know, he, yeah. he was almost right, and then had a setback, and I. I'm sure we'll see him before the end of the season. The, the one that, because he said he's pretty much got his squad fit now, didn't he? Everyone's available, but presumably that mustn't be including the long term. Because I've not heard anything about Morgan. Yeah. Where's Morgan? Don't need him so far, doesn't need him, leave him. No, I don't We gave him a new contract. He's on the piss of his new money, isn't he? If, if, if he's centre back choice number four. It's not bad, is it? It's not bad, but he was probably our no. best defender last time. Yeah, captain us to the uh, to the championship yeah. last time. Yeah, so you know he might even be centre back number five if you give Donovan Daniels a shout before him in centre half. You know, so yeah, in summary, we have a lot of games to go, but we have confidence. <laughs> we've got a depth. We've got, depth. Depth. We've got, we've got great got strength in depth, and, yeah. and if you're winning games, you just want another one, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Let's yeah. get on to how the, the import because I've got another tits for dicks to come off. Tits for dicks last week. I got another draw, moving a bit closer. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
the, ne- the, the pessimist in me has, uh, has come through. So, but let, let's all be optimistic, hopefully. Let's start with uh, ever the optimist, uh, Gareth. Three. Nil. Three nil. Three nil. Okay. So, young Adam. Mm. You know, everyone... Gareth, you're right, he's the end of his secretary, please. Inside his <laughs> yeah, Thank you. All teams are going to want to, at this, this stage of the season, you're not going to really find a team that's going to come for the point because all points are crucial for most teams now, especially Scum because they want to be in the playoffs come the end of the season. So it won't be easy. I don't think we'll see any easy games, really. But you've got, you've got to back us and, we, we, you know... We've not been on the best run. We, I mean, we had two defeats. We got back to winning ways against Rochdale. We want to keep that. We want to get another run going, don't we? So, I'll go 2 0, Wigan. Paul? Well, I was going to go 2 0, but I'll be different. So, I'll, I'll go 3 1. Yeah, and I'm going to go. I think they might they might score, Tony. <laughs> uh, I'll go. Uh, what, now I've cursed it? <laughs> yeah, 4, four 1 to Wigan. Okay, so uh, not too far away geographically from uh, from Scunthorpe is, uh, is is Bradford, and uh, there might be a few of us heading on the. Well, it's over there on the east. That's all yeah. <laughs> East yeah, somewhere. I won't find some more Denmark. In between the two. <laughs> yeah. It's probably like Wigan and Carlisle on the <laughs> west, but so, you see what I've, I've just wanted to link it into yeah. the into the uh, into the Bradford game. So there'll be you know Wednesday night, um, one of our catch up games. Uh, so again, form, uh, Gareth, for, uh, for Bradford, as they call form them. Form for Bradford. Right. Well, it's not good, to <laughs> say the least, really. In fact, it's pretty awful. They've not won in 12 league games since the 1st of January, when they beat Fleetwood 2-1 at Fleetwood. Uh, the last six, as I like to look at, they've lost four, drawn two, and of course won none. So I'm hoping it's going to stay that way. I'm hoping they're not going to book any trends. So you said the you said the Fleetwood win was at Fleetwood. The Fleetwood win was yeah. yeah. So they've not won a they've not won an home game this year, have they? So uh, I mean, it's an odd one for me. I don't know what you all think. When I went to the um, when we went to the game, was it in November to October, November, whenever it was? And yeah. I thought they were a really good side because there's lots of problems. Uh, Particularly out wide. Um, granted, it was a goalkeeping error, I think, to to win the game. But even so, you you probably walk off saying they deserve to win. Yeah, I agree. Certainly, we didn't deserve to win. The most we could have got from that was a That's point. That's very true. Um, I don't understand what's that. What's happened to them? I mean, they were a bit sticky at home all season, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Is it the pressure that gets to them? Because. I know they have something like 20,000 on every game, but you know, that's yeah. no excuse. Usually that should be a good thing, but as soon as you start getting on a little bit of a losing streak, it becomes worse and worse. It can spiral sometimes. And they used to be known really well for, I think they went a whole, nearly a whole calendar year without getting beat at home, and now it's completely different. And don't think they lost last season at all. Don't think they lost at home so last season. They've gone, they've gone, they sacked McCall, didn't they? So it's not. It's gonna. It's, they're always the, the nearly club. The, the kind of like the derby of of League One, aren't they? They're always get, get in and around the playoffs and never seem to make that final step. And it's looking like that again this season. Um, you can never underestimate them though, and they're going to be up for it like every single team is. So yeah, it'll, it'll still be a tough game, but you've got to just looking at what Gareth was saying. 
for the uh, the stats. You've got, you've got to fancy us for the win here. But as you said, it's unbelievable to, to, to the conversation you just had about how well they played here. Was it beginning of December? It's, it's hard to believe how the you know they, they, were, they were nailed on in the playoffs. They were th- you were thinking you know played you, so You're well. thinking. Blimey, we could have a, a top two challenger, weren't we? The ninth in the league. Somebody well, we usually were a pretty good judge in I mean, I think most of us said that, you know, even though it was a nil-nil, Blackburn, Blackburn looked decent against us as well, didn't they, really? You know, they, with ten men. Um, and, we, you know, we picked Bradford out. We thought they'd be one of the ones who were challenging us, but it's uh, it's gone the other way. But that's fo- football oh, for you. So that's pinned down wide. Consistence, well. isn't it? Yeah. We, you know, we were... We've been pretty consistent. Take away those two losses, and you know we've been. It's why we were early shout because, mm. you know, half a dozen games in, nobody really pushed us. I, I think I think this is a good, good game for us actually yeah. because um, I think the crowd might help us. I think I think having a bigger crowd there, I think a lot of our players, bigger game players, aren't they? I think it maybe helps them raise raise the game a bit. So. Let's go around the table, see how I think we'll get on with this one. We'll go the other way this time. So, Paul first. Well, I, we've got two games. If we get over the line in both, I'll be more than happy. So, I'll just I'll go with one now. Uh, I'll be happy with that. Gareth. I've got to go for a 2 0 away to Wigan. Adam. I'm going to be ultra optimistic and go for a 3 0 away win. 3 0. There's a pattern there. Mm. As uh, Brucey would have said, uh, I think they might score one. I think they got a two-one at ours. I think we'll get a two-one at their place. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game, and I think it might. I said the crowd will benefit us, but I also think for them as well, it's like a cup tie, isn't it? Really, you know, with that form that Gareth said they're in, it's a, they're going to be the underdogs, aren't they? So. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think if we can get out of there, if we can get out of these with six points, I think we will be making some ground because I, I, yeah. I, I see I see I can't see Blackburn. Well, we will make ground because I don't Ooh. think they're playing, are they? I, I can't imagine Blackburn are playing when. Blackburn, Blackburn are playing on Saturday, of course. Yeah, yeah. they're not playing midweek. No, they, have, they have, don't have any. Games they play Blackpool on Saturday. I think it's at Ewood. It is. Yeah. We've got. If you if, if you match Blackburn and Shrewsbury at weekend, and then you pick up your four games in hand, they can't touch you. No, neither side can touch you. So you, you, you you pick up your four wins game in hand, you'll win it with a couple of games to yeah. spare. So you know, so I mean, if we get if we get through with four points, we're probably looking at our situation. Looking at the form of the two teams, we've got to be aiming for six points. But football doesn't work like that. No, well, we all black, Blackpool. Well, safe end that I've. Did have a decent run around that time, didn't they? That they beat us, so you could maybe have seen that coming. But the you know the Blackpool one. I mean, even even Black, Blackburn playing Blackpool, it's not. They they'll probably underestimate them, but you know, we know what Blackpool can can do. So Is hopefully, former former club as well. Gary Bow, yeah. Former club, you never know. They're the type of games, aren't they? When exactly. Go back. So hopefully, they're gonna do us a favour at the weekend. Yeah. So we've no um, we're no league one. Well, an official review tonight, but we've talked about probably ten, at least ten teams in. Uh, it's been ha- handed some emergency information. <laughs> and, uh, I'll, I'll let I'll, I'll let um, Paul take the lead on uh, on this. Um, yeah, just 
I, I thought you were, I was just going to tip you <laughs> off so that when we get to the end you can just fit these couple bits in but seeing as you've gone this way out get on with it not probably readers um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just I, I mean one thing that I, I picked up on this week um, in relation to the City game um, I, I forget what the school was um, but the, the Lattice community guys were out in the school and, and the teacher had had the kids write match reports on the City oh, game yeah. and then as the kids were reading the match reports out in the class or, or around them in walks Michael Jacobs and Will Grigg and does a, a St. Community. Andrews was it St. St. Andrews, Andrews yeah I saw, I saw that I thought those kids are just never going to forget that for the rest of their lives are they you know, and, and brilliant work by the community side great stuff again yeah, it's there's one particular photograph we've been reading it actually today <laughs> that's why I wrote it also my son yeah. went to St Andrews when he was uh, young but uh, there's one particular photograph of the, the players and a young kid with glasses on and the smile on his face his, his face is just lit up yeah. and it's a joy to look at it is yeah. and then the, the only other shout out I've got was um, that I, I saw on, on Twitter um, our local cartoonist tat on, on Twitter had uh, drawn a picture of, of Bradley Dack and, and I said Dack there carefully um, and I recommend people search that out because <laughs> um, it, it made me what's, um, what's funny about that is it actually still looks like it him. does look like him doesn't it yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was uh, most impressed by that particular one so yeah shout out on that one yeah thanks for that I did get a tip off for that but uh, I haven't got my, re- <laughs> I haven't got my readers I was struggling to read what, what Paul would uh, what Paul would put there so, I yeah. struggle to read what I've put flat <laughs> 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 marking an exam yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean we've we've not had the official League One review tonight, but we've we've pretty much been not much has happened really. Pretty much that. been through all the teams, haven't we? And uh, we're not going to do the odds because we, you know, we think in this day and age now, you know, all the dangers of gambling, we wouldn't want to be promote, promoting. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll not promote that. We'll let Simon. Well, just just quick shout out, obviously. Barry and Simon are out on a date tonight. Apparently, that's what happened when when I. Simon and I were not here. We we've gone out on a date uh, apparently. So he's a uh, player, Simon, isn't he? He's, he's cheating on me it's with uh, <laughs> with Barry. But they've gone to the uh, uh, the fans' advisory board uh, tonight, so I'm sure they'll uh, report back to us. Next report week. back oh, to us on uh, you know on the, on that. They're doing the uh, they're doing the homework, and uh, this time next week we'll be uh, we'll be at Bradford. Or um, some of yeah, time. so the podcast is still coming out next week but it will be recorded on the Thursday instead I believe um, yeah. well that's what <laughs> well, that's what Barry maybe, was saying yeah. so. we'll, we'll have to see obviously uh, just uh, don't be too worried if it's yeah. not there if you fix if the podcast isn't there on the Wednesday you know don't get because those, we're all at the game <laughs> don't, get, don't, don't get the shakes it, it should be there you'll still get your dose of the podcast on uh, on, on the Thursday and you'll uh Hopefully at that uh, at that stage, uh, Barry will be sat in his uh, sat in his chair. It's been actually a lot a quieter chair tonight. Actually, there haven't been as many noises, rumblings, <laughs> rumblings coming from this. Or smells, or, yeah. or, or smells, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much any any other business. Anyone got any burning urge to say something? Well, uh, good night from me. Yeah, it's good night from me, and it's been an honour to share this mm-hmm. podcast. And I don't think I'll be back for <laughs> for a few years yet. But uh, 
Goodbye to all the listeners and uh, all the ticks. Enjoy. All the ticks. Good night. Mm. Enough for the both of us. <laughs> Tell the Timmy who's gone.